Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey guys, welcome to episode 56 of the Book of Caleb. I hope you're all having a great week so far. Spring break or spring ahead? Is anyone else hurting from springing ahead just one hour? Just one hour. Why is that so disruptive in a week? I don't know, but Michael and I get into it a little bit on this subject and whether or not we need daylight saving time, I'm sure you can uh, agree that it needs some work, but there's some benefits that we can encourage as well. Enjoy. Spring break or spring ahead. What is this week to you? Okay. Right now, um, it is not a spring break for me. It is just that week where we have to spring ahead. Daylight savings time. Let's talk about it. Uh, Mike, number, this is episode number 56. Do you have anything for me with your number? Because sometimes we skip it. Just welcome. Uh, we, we've, we've skipped it many weeks now. 56, I mean, off the top of my head, it's Chris Dolman. He's a Hall of Fame uh, defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. He actually passed away. I think it was just about a year or so ago. Um, when I first became a Vikings fan, my earliest Vikings fans are early 90s. He, he was the guy. He was the defensive stud that I remember, the very first one. Chris Dolman, number 56. Like I said, rest in peace. He was an absolute beast. He was um, just the speed he had um, was kind of before his time when it came to defensive end. He wasn't a big, fat guy. He was a very speedy, athletic defensive end, which you find all over the place now. But in the early 90s, that was kind of a newer newer idea because he was he was definitely under 350 he's probably under 270 and he was a defensive lineman um so yeah he was a speed rusher he was the man he was a stripped quarterback create turnovers and um yeah he was on some pretty solid teams there with the vikings there Mm -hmm. michael did you honestly just pull that out of your ass well, if you tell me 56, and yeah, that's what came, that was the first guy. Um, that's know. so impressive, because, like, I don't know any number attributed to 56 for a sports person. And most people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you were just able to pull that, like, what if I lied to you and told you, no, this is episode 57? What would you say? Well, I think, I think, I would think it was a lot of Vikings. I mean, Dwayne Woodbride <laughs> was a Vikings linebacker of the 98 Vikings. He wasn't oh a Hall of Famer like Chris Dolman, uh, but Dwayne Rudd, he's actually more famously known when he was on the Cleveland Browns. He uh, threw his helmet in celebration and at the end of the game, and then they called him for a 15-yard penalty. So then the Chiefs got another chance to kick the field goal. I believe it was the Chiefs. This was like 15 years ago, and uh, they made the field goal. <laughs> you sound like just, I can't even say it, but you just, that is great. With Dustin Hoffman in that yes! movie? <laughs> yeah, I know I do. Oh my gosh. You're <laughs> oh, that is unbelievable. Welcome to the book of Caleb. Michael, the other thing that I need to point out, too, is that as we were recording this, this is your lucky day. It's St. Patrick's Day. Do you have a St. Patrick's joke you want to share? <laughs> that is on my list of oh, things to okay. do. Great. Now, you originally shared and this joke Ireland. with... I'm, ori- I'm originally from you Ireland. You look yeah. like you have, you're Irish. Oh, okay. One of your children looks like he's Irish. Yeah, I that's hope, for sure. You know, and he doesn't. But 
I don't even know what that means, right? He doesn't. Cortland doesn't look like a leprechaun. Means you're a ginger. Oh, Very fair God. skin and have red hair, and maybe freckles, which is attractive to some parts of the world. Are you being stereotypical by saying that? Is that offensive to attribute red hair to being Irish? I don't know. In it's... 2021, think about it. Well, I don't know. Does the Lucky Charm guy have red hair? Uh, the Lucky Charm. That's what I think all Irish people look like. And is that going to be canceled and offensive one day? Because it's like you're stereotyping Lucky Charms, Leprechaun. I thought you meant processed, um, overly sugared cereal being promoted to children. Will that be canceled? Not Uh, not quite yet. Not until the numbers go down. Sure. Of, uh, you know... Diabetic people. Profitable. Oh, Oh, sure. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes, I have a joke for you, Michael. And uh, you had told me this joke originally, like 10 years ago, from your friend Brian. Yeah, Brian. Is how I remember Mm -hmm. it. So, here it goes. (laughs) Michael. Blarney. What does Blarney even mean? Um, Oh, fuck. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in Irish. In, Ir- in Irish. It doesn't really mean yeah, that. The Blarney off. <laughs> Shut up. I did not know no, that. I, I thought I, it, I, I thought know. it meant like baloney. No, I thought it was like there's a Blarney stone or something that's very sacred to them. Yeah. yeah oh, I have no Blarney. Idea. Well, then that's going to be our new code mm-hmm. word in front of the children, so you're not swearing as much. See another advice from the Book of Caleb that everyone can take. All parents could take. Or just if you not need to swear as much, you use the term Blarney. Blarney. That is not the joke. Let's get to the joke, Michael. How many... <laughs> I always... Okay. Michael, why are there only 239 beans in an Irish stew? 239? I don't know. Why? Because one mar would be too farty. <laughs> I love a good fart joke. <laughs> hey, it gets me every time. I know. That is too many beans for you. You know, those fart jokes, they never stink. <sighs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for You're that. You're welcome. No, but every year I always tell it. But I didn't tell it at any of my coworkers at work today. I don't know why. I wanted you to try it out uh, with your team at work. They would have enjoyed it. But okay, maybe next St. Patty's Day you can drop it on. Yeah, which by the way, okay, so it's a year... Since last St. Patty's Day, if you're doing the math. <laughs> and uh, where were you a year ago? I was getting, you know, shit canned at the bar like I do every St. Patty's Day. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, we weren't. Everything was shutting down right now. Yes. St. Patrick's Day was not celebrated. The parades were put on hold. And uh, yeah, it was a bummer. It was the, like, COVID shutdown in Iowa. Kim Reynolds gave some sort of press conference at approximately 10 a.m. is what I recall. And she said all these businesses need to close by noon. It was wild. I've never felt or experienced anything like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then do you remember, like... How long did you think that we would have been shut down? Wasn't it like a two-week thing initially? Or like maybe a month? Maybe four weeks. Yeah. It was like a four-week deal, I thought. Um, But obviously that extended a little bit further. Um, But yeah, it was the beginning of the beginning, which was kind of insane, you know. But yeah, March was the beginning of it. We're coming up on our one-year podcast anniversary, Michael. Oh, and then we started a podcast during the pandemic, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. Episode one, COVID, what the F is happening? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That went by fast, actually. Hmm. Isn't it crazy? And so um, just wanted to, yeah, recap on that real quick. And so, but I did, 
spring break or, you know, spring ahead, right? For me this week, it's a spring ahead week. I am not on a spring break vacation and that's fine, but I wanted to discuss Michael Daylight Savings Time because were you bitching about it last episode a little bit? I've been bitching about it for the last 10 damn years. I know. I know you have, but did you mention the last episode? Yeah, I'm we talked sure. about it. I'm talking a little bit about spring break too. Yeah, and how I've yeah. never... Well, yeah, and that you couldn't remember that you've gone to Mexico four times and oh, you yeah. could only recall the, two of them. The spring break ones were fun. The other one was kind of, yeah, lame. Oh, Michael. God, they were good. Okay, so Daylight Savings Time, DST for short. I love a good acronym. Uh, also, Daylight Savings Time or Daylight Time uh, and Summertime is how it's referred to. You know, Daylight Savings Time is happens in the United Kingdom, the European Union. It does? Yeah. They also spring ahead an hour in most of the countries. Okay, so that's the practice of advancing clocks during warmer months so that darkness falls at a later clock time. That's the general concept of it. Okay, are you with me still? Well, I'm a little bit more tired this week because instead of getting up at between 6 and 6.30, I feel like now I'm getting up between 5 and 5.30. And Michael, you are. Uh, yeah, I know I am. <laughs> ridiculous and that and just you know what knowing that probably makes you feel gosh i am more tired like what mm. if you didn't spring ahead and you felt the exact same way no 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 no, no. here's the deal because this last week maybe two we were waking up the alarm goes off at six and oh man yeah, the sun's coming up that's nice yes and then all of a sudden nope we're gonna spring ahead so now you said when you were waking up at six you're waking up at what was five o'clock and it's still completely pitch dark out which is not the natural way to awake arise to your day as a human it is not ideal and i feel like after listening to you complain about it for 10 damn years because i was calling out and be like dude it happens every year springing ahead so like this is not this new thing like hey we're shutting down everything for a month you know <clears throat> splashed on you mm -hmm. like last year sure um but so what, what's the big deal? It's just one hour. Like, you could be unconscious for an hour, you know? Like, and you just wake up and, okay, I missed that hour, whatever. It didn't matter anyway. Why does it affect you so much? Here, I'll tell Sir you why, Mike. rhythm would be my short answer. Go ahead. Sure. Are you looking at my cheat sheet? No, I'm just this well versed in many subjects. This is one of them. The, oh, Michael, you are so well versed on so many yeah. subjects. I mean, it's just... I said, I said well adversed, which I knew wasn't the yeah, well versed. You know, I say well at You're very well, well adverse. <laughs> and that is a compliment. Uh, to that, me and everyone like me, Viking fans. Exactly. Predominantly. Now, proponents, Michael, of Daylight Savings Time, DST for short, um, generally argue that it saves energy, promotes outdoor leisure activity in the evening, the summer, which is nice, and therefore good for physical and psychological health. It reduces traffic accidents and reduces crime or is also good for business. I would need more factual evidence. Sure. Citations are needed in all of that, which mm -hmm. I'm not going to provide. No. Um, I feel like if you say that generally, yes, you could. I don't know about the... You're trying the to tell me summer activities don't take place if the sun was going down. No, that's not accurate at all. Right. So. And it'd be yeah. like warmer, right? In When would it be warmer? Okay, like if you didn't go back an hour or jump ahead an hour, would it be warmer at like five o'clock? then or at five o'clock when you jump ahead 
I don't know about the warm. I just like in the summertime, the sun is still like setting and it's like nine, nine fifteen ish. Yeah. Okay. So it's at like eight, eight fifteen. I think that's fine. That's the true. sun needs to go down. Once it hits seven, the sun can go down. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Why? Why is this happening? I still don't get it. Okay. So like, here's the opponents. You'll like uh-huh. the opponents. But opponents argue that daylight savings time disrupts human circadian rhythms, negatively impacting human health in the process, and that it increases fatal traffic collisions, Mm. and that actual energy savings are inconclusive, and that the daylight saving time increases health risks such as heart attack. Year-round standard time is proposed to be the preferred option for public health and safety. I know it is just based on our kids, like how they sleep. And when they would like yeah. to go to bed and how late they would like to sleep. So Drake, he hasn't had school this week. So we haven't been having to wake him up. Because he, he's on spring break. He's on spring break. So he's sleeping well past eight o'clock now all this week because that used to be seven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then trying to put them to, well, more so Cortland. He's not really ready to go to bed at 730 all of a sudden because it was 630 what it used to be. Um, everything's jacked up. Everything's confusing. Like in the summertime, they both go to bed before nine o'clock, obviously. So they're going to be going to bed when it's still light out now, you know, once summer arrives. Oh, yeah. Which isn't, doesn't, you know, go with the circadian rhythm and blah, 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 sun being up and going to bed stuff. So none of it makes sense to me. It never has. Every argument falls short. Just keep the time on standard time all year round. And yeah, it would be, there would be benefits. You maybe wouldn't realize it, but they would happen. Trust me. Trust Michael. Everybody just, when Michael just says, trust me, just like let go and like, just believe it. Don't need any research, anything to back it up. Just believe it. It's the personal, you know, stories that I'm giving of the kids and myself. Personal testimonial. Personal testimonial. (laughs) And the biggest thing was, yeah, finally the sun was, you know, starting to, rise as i rose and that felt natural and i was like waking up before the alarm a lot of times and now here we go spring forward it's completely so pitch dark out and it's and now i have to go wake up it's just it makes no sense and it's not natural so are you going to cancel daylight saving i wish i could but then i think i would be running an hour behind for everything (laughs) you'd be late okay and i okay my testimonial today was I was supposed to get up and go to this workout class at 6 30 uh-huh. and my alarm went off so it'd be the equivalent of 5 a.m mm-hmm. you know instead of 6 a.m I felt dead yeah. is how I felt like the first thought was like I feel close to death here sure which when you it, sleep that is the closest you are to death without actually dying <laughs> right mm-hmm. I'm just I am so tired it's cold it's still dark nothing about this feels right. I'm not going to go then work out as like yeah. in 30 minutes. Um, and so I canceled it. I like canceled my workout class yeah, at six I, in the morning. Good. And slept a little bit longer. And that's, but, but yeah, I guarantee your body, that's what it needed. And yes. I appreciates that. I was doing, if I had gotten up, I'd be doing everything against what my body was saying. It's like, no, continue to sleep. It's still 5am. It's still dark out. Like, mm-hmm. why are you up? It's not safe. Yeah. Okay, I agree. So I completely switched myself. I kind of like was fine with daylight saving time because I'm like, whatever, it's just an hour. But now, why does it have to be this impactful on like, you're pointing out, you know, the kids, me, what's wrong with you? Well, me was the waking up when it's still, it feels like it's the middle of the night. I should not be waking up. It it was nice around 6, 6 6.15 this last week or so before we sprung ahead for the sun to be coming up as I was waking up. We were doing it in harmony as our ancestors 
did when they were living outside and whatever structures they were in. When the sun came up, that's when they were waking up. And that's how we've been programmed and evolved. Oh my gosh. So some fun facts here, Michael, about daylight saving time. Yeah, who came up with it? Stephen Hawking or something stupid like that? I don't even know. I mean, it, he's it, not stupid, but it dates back. But uh, here's a fun fact permanent daylight saving time. Try this on for size. Russia switched to permanent daylight saving time from 2011 to 2014, oh. but the move proved unpopular because yeah. of the late sunrises in winter. Uh-huh. So in 2014, Russia, Russia switched permanently back to standard time. Of course How? they did. Yeah. <laughs> And we all love Russia, so there you go. Mother Russia. Um, the United Kingdom and Ireland, Ireland, also experimented with year-round summertime between 1968 and 1971 and put clocks forward by an extra hour during World War II. How'd that work out? Well, obviously, they didn't carry through with it because it only lasted for three years. Like, that's how bad it is if yes. you were to do this all the time. Yes. Um, so, but like, I came back to the point, like, how can losing one hour throw everything off that much? Well, Michael, even the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, the ASM, A-A-S-M, I love a good acronym, like I said, um, believe that standard time is better for our sleep. Yeah. It's to align with our circadian rhythm cycle. We love that word, circadian. Mm -hmm. Um, In daylight saving time, it's still dark in the morning and it gets really bright in the evening. The opposite should actually be happening. Exactly. So if Assam is saying, don't do it, why are we doing it? People are stupid. Like you look at FDA, you look at um, the people that are supposed to be in charge of the health and wellness of this country. They're stupid. We're not in shape we're sick we're all drugged up on prescriptions we're all way over caffeinated many of us are drunks functioning and not functioning um and obviously obese and our health and our diets are awful but you whoever's in charge of these the policies they don't coincide with a healthy well-being for the american person you wellness have, you, wellness is not a priority they act like it is the food pyramid is i feel awful. like it's like um, sickness is the focus it's like how to um numb the sickness instead of just not being sick right living a balanced healthy life where you don't need to be on drugs where you, some there's some things that you may be born with conditions i'm not talking about that there's other things that our environments, our diets, our Your lack lifestyle. of exercise, our lack of sleep creates these conditions. So then, here you go. Here's this pill. Here's this pill. You watch the TV. So many, so many commercials about these medicines Drugs. that, yeah, turn you into some happy-go-lucky cartoon type person. Um, this is what people have to do to get by. No, I, th- I think we're sleep-deprived is one thing. Obviously, our diets are awful. Um, most of us don't get enough exercise uh i know most people are not getting into a infrared sauna like they should you talk about sleep improvement that's like the number one thing that's on old do for you um you're not gonna believe this but that was on my list of things to segue and talk about well there you go but anyways yeah the well health wellness um the idea or the way that it's presented by government or big pharma or um, just all the large companies that can control institutions that, that regulate, regulate it. They're they're wrong. They've been going about it the wrong way for 
decades and decades now. Do you think that they're intending to do that? I think they're lazy. I think they're, um, yeah, they're just kind of lazy. And I think that money is a big driver. You look at all these, you know, you Tyson and all this stuff that just makes all these, you know, chickens and all these horrible fruits and food, everything just mass produced. I feel like at least for the diet wise, it's all about the bottom line. Um, but so is everything else. You got to get up, you got to go. Sleep isn't a priority. You know, you'll sleep when you're dead, people say. So just get addicted to caffeine and all sorts of energy drinks and stuff to get through your day just so you can be productive, productive, productive because we need you to be doing that all, all the time. Um, if you want to make it, if you want to step up, you want to climb the ladder. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's my three cents on it. It is. It's about finding a balance. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you will sleep when you're dead, but you're going to die sooner if you don't sleep as much. Mm -hmm. How about that? So what do you want to trade? Yeah, I I, I don't know. But and I'm not talking about I mean, I haven't slept. I like I cannot sleep past like seven o'clock. But I'm just talking about not having to get up at what is actually five, five thirty, five days a week. right? When it's still dark. When it's still dark. Yeah. I mean, just that that hour makes a huge difference. Yeah, I, I can't even really sleep past 7 o'clock anymore as right. an adult. But. And that's an indicator, mm-hmm. too, right? Like, you, the alarm is waking you up when it's dark, okay? Yeah. Otherwise, you are naturally waking up when oh. it starts to become light. For sure. Yeah. Is that not just like an eye-opener? And it's the same thing that are happening to our kids mm-hmm. who we've got in a blackout room. Yeah. Otherwise, I guarantee you they'd be rising with the sun. Yes. In fact, we should try it. Oh, they would, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I did want to segue to, you know, the thing with uh, issue of the violating, violating the secret union rhythm, essentially. Is this why you need to do infrared sauna therapy? Yeah. Because it improves your sleep as one of the benefits, mm-hmm. Michael. One of the many benefits. But yeah, that's that one is you talk to anyone who uses infrared sauna. That's probably one of the first two or three that they'll name. Yeah. And why does it do that? I'll tell you why. Yeah, I don't know exactly the ins and outs. I know it's going to relax well, you more. Right. Promotes relaxation. Mm-hmm. It balances your stress hormones, your cortisol, uh-huh. essentially, which is very important. Your cortisol actually naturally rises in the morning, mm-hmm. and that's to kind of like stimulate and get you going. But you want it to be reduced in the evening, and you want melatonin to start increasing, okay? Um, it naturally calms your nervous system. It's, it's like a warm hug. Did you know hugs actually, like, calm your nerves? Here, give me a hug. No, no, no. I'm social distancing still. <laughs> oh, sure. That, that might actually raise your blood pressure, you know, if you're scared of a hug, then... Maybe mm-hmm. that's not for you, but sure. it, it's going to like release tension in your body all around. Yeah. Um, and not only are infrared saunas like the ones that we're bringing to Des Moines for Perspire, mm-hmm. um, are they relaxing? But ours offer some chromotherapy, yeah. light, light therapy, if you will, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blue mm-hmm. light therapy, blue light, not like blue light, like TV blue no, light, no, but no. like this um, chromotherapy Blue is a mentally relaxing color mm-hmm. and ideal for sleep problems. Yeah, no, it is relaxing. I've done it in the saunas. And, yeah. Cooling, right? It's, it's nice. like It's mm-hmm. a cooling thing. And I like it to be cold at night for in my warm in my covers, you know? Yep. So over time, you continue to do this type of therapy. It's going to improve the natural production of melatonin in your body. Oh, for sure. And other sleep-related hormone levels to get you to rest better naturally. And you know what the problem is with that, Mike? 
There's not a lot of money to be made in shit that happens naturally. No, absolutely not. And so that's why I asked you, like, do you think that these, like, companies, you know, that regulate things or um, support, like, using drugs or... I want to, like, use the term, like, it's masking a disease or a problem versus, like, finding a cure or true solution for it so that you're not on anything. Mm -hmm. You're just existing naturally. Mm -hmm. There's a problem with that, right? Because it's, like, also profit-driven. Sure. That's what I've been saying, yeah. That's what you've been saying? That's what I've been saying, yeah. For 10 damn years? It's all about the bottom line. Oh, I say, Peter, you're asking me these institutions, the ones that are kind of in control, you know, are they just stupid? And I'm like, no, it's all about money. It's all about the bottom line. We need this sickness. We need, you know, what's the, when's the last time I haven't had any major, I'm not that old, but you know, I'm going to be 37. Um, I haven't had any major surgeries. I'm not any prescription drugs. You know, I don't have, I don't go to the doctor. Like if everyone didn't go to the doctor, you know, the people would be out of money. A lot of that's a big trickle down effect for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any real ailments. I live pretty clean, pretty clean, healthy lifestyle. Um, and I do attribute, you know, most of my health and not having any issues to that. Um, that doesn't work if, if the majority of people were like that. I, there would be a lot of companies, a lot of business, a lot of people would be out of money if that was the case. Are there more people in the United States that are obese now than are not? Or are we close to that? You mean adults? Percentage of adults who are obese. I think it's thirty-three. Des Moines. I think it's one out of three still. Really? Yeah. And by obese, that means over like a certain like obese and overweight are two different things, correct? Yeah, and just you don't have to be obese is not the end all be all to see if someone's unhealthy. Many people who aren't obese are still very unhealthy, and are hooked on whatever sort of drugs they need to get through to get by, or need to go have this surgery or that surgery. I mean, like sleep apnea and stuff like that, that is a tribute. That is your weight. Um, that is a weight issue. Are you kidding me? Oh, so I just like Googled this, Michael. And this is from the CDC.gov. Um, the prevalence of obesity was 42.4% in 2017 and 2018. So it's almost 50%. Well, that, that's insane. And obesity, right? Which is still different than what's considered overweight. Like, what is the definition of obesity? There's overweight, there's obese, there's morbidly obese. They make t- television shows about that on TLC predominantly. Um, I know weight's such a tricky thing, especially to to. I mean, we're not talking about being a supermodels or being no, we're, but we're you're just a, normal, just a normal weight health healthy side. I don't know, but that's not really pushed. I feel like in this country, and if you do push it, then you're body shaming or something like that. Okay, so, wait, what? Okay, so this is where it's like more defined is like. Overweight or obesity. So if your BMI, your body mass index is um, 25 to less than 30, it falls within overweight range. If your BMI is 30 or higher, it falls in obesity range. So there's 42% of adult Americans are obese and their BMI is over 30. But I thought McDonald's serves fruit now instead of fries, right? All All these companies, they claim to, you know, have healthier options, blah, blah, blah. No, it's all it's all just crap. We're just stuffing crap down our mouth. That's what's being promoted. That's what's cheap. That's what's easy to come by. 
So, um, oh, and, okay, so obesity. Okay, here's a good way to, like, gauge that a little bit. Sorry to cut you off, but it's just, like, trying to understand, right? So if you're 5'9 and you're an adult, you know, this is, like, more general parameters, but sure. whatever. This is kind of at least it's a start. So if you're over 203 pounds, so call it over 200, you are obese if you're 5'9". Yeah, you'd be obese, yeah. 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 And then so if you're overweight, you're 170 to 200 pounds. And you're 5'9"? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're 5'9", 125 to 168, you're Mm -hmm. healthy. And if you're 124 or less, then you're underweight. Gosh, that's crazy because then I can just, I swear I like have all these like Instagram influencers that I see that are like clearly under 124 pounds. Awesome. That makes me feel good. They're underweight. Well, they're, sure. They're not healthy either. Well, yeah, exactly. And the, but yeah, they're like, that's probably why they are getting an audience and a following because they just look so aspirational in a way, or like, you know, why do people follow supermodels or whatever? You know, they just look so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they just look so crazy, like like not even um realistic but that's kind of like why you're like looking and that's kind of why they're making money correct i think so okay you know oh healthy weight's too boring gosh that's so sad but healthy weight is so attainable 125 to 168 like you can get that's achievable you know yeah no that's not i i i think it is i'm again i'm someone who's never you know i've never had weight issues in my life you know, I've been yeah. fortunate also. It's not like out of reach though. It's like, so what, so what if out every freaking day you've made these horrible choices that have gotten you into like your obesity range or whatever, you know, but it's still like, you can do this. Oh, for sure. And people, <laughs> you know? people do, people do do it. And people I do see do the it. stories of people who lose mass amounts and then they do keep it off. Uh, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. That, that, Cause that would, that would not be easy. I've never been in a, I've never been an overweight person, so I don't know how difficult it would be. Um, but it, I know it would not be easy. It wouldn't. No, yeah. it'd be like because your body like fights you basically. Oh, at that point, yeah. Um, but just don't fight back. Just keep doing the healthy habits. You know, is all you can do. And if you're like doing the healthy habits, like, well, that becomes the new. It becomes your life, yeah. and so like mm-hmm. you won't, you know, you won't suffer. Yeah, there's there's more. There's a lot more that goes on. Why people eat and binge and stuff like that it's their psychological stuff going on there it's a coping mechanism for a lot of people so um yeah they have to deal with the other underlying issues too to then be able to address that which is why michael i'm going to complete it with this you know the Mm -hmm. thing is is that this infrared sauna therapy is for anyone whether no matter your bmi you can benefit from it well yeah the if you're getting regular infrared sauna use and whatever you're trying to achieve let's say in this uh, example it is weight loss um it's not just the actual being in the sauna and you will burn calories anywhere from 300 to 450 just sitting there sweating um your body actually sees that as an aerobic activity um but it's not just calories and water weight you're losing it's it's the peace of mind it's getting you in the right spot and to tackle your day to make good decisions for the rest of your day you're in a much better spot. Your stress is down. When you're stressed, even for me, that's when I do make bad, definitely diet choices. Um, oh yeah, I think I think a lot of people do. Um, but your stress is down. Uh, you're relaxed. 
you're more clear, clearly clear minded. Um, and yeah, so that all leads into how incorporating in a regular infrared sauna use would allow you to achieve in this example, weight loss and just the overall healthier state of mind. It's called optimal health. Learn about it. Learn it. Learn about it. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, Michael, that is good. I like, you know, I'm going to conclude it with this. Okay. Um, that's it. Oh, optimal health. Let's spring ahead into that. I, I'm all try to if I have enough energy because I'm so tired from waking up so early. <laughs> we'll get some sleep, why don't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, stay safe, stay healthy. And wash your hands. And wash your hands.